I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I'm Doug Wright. It's been fun to uh, sit in over the last little while and for a little while longer here on Inside Sources. And it, it, it's interesting as I uh, honestly, you know, you think you're up on, on the news. But when you sit behind this microphone, you realize, you know, how much uh, research, you know, you have to do. Some of that back in the old days was just kind of organic when you're dealing with it every single day. And. Uh, I've fancied that I've uh, kept up on the news fairly well, but oh my goodness, you know, when you're sitting here talking about these most important issues and uh, including all of the great people that listen to KSL, there's a certain amount you have to really do a little homework on, to say the least. And I'm very pleased. I've I've followed this now for a long, long time, and a lot of uh, what unfolded with uh, the the charges against Mark Shirtliff and John Swallow, it uh, it unfolded here on on KSL News Radio, and it's been interesting over the last little while to to watch what uh, has happened regarding some of the the fees and the lawsuits and so on. And we talked with John Swallow a couple of weeks ago here on Inside Sources, and I've been anxious to talk with my friend uh, Mark Shirtliff and Mark. It's been far too long. The last time you and I really chatted, we were breaking bread, bread together at uh, one of our cafes down in Eureka. We're, we're overdue. Uh, that's right. It'll be uh, something we have to do real quick. Hey, real quick, let me just uh, two things. One, great to hear you back on the radio, my friend. I'm sure you're hearing that. And happy birthday. It's also my brother's birthday today, so shout out. Happy birthday, my brother, Kevin. Absolutely. Kevin, happy <laughs> birthday to you. I've I've been relieved that uh, that after in in your case the case was dropped up in Davis County by Trey Rawlings and then in uh, Salt Lake the case with uh, John Swallow went all the way to trial and uh, he was found not guilty. That th- those are two different animals. And wh- how do you feel about the the settlement that appears to be okay? I understand there's still a few hoops to be uh, jumped through, but the governor signed off on it and others. $600,000. Mark, I'm going to ask you the straight-up question. Is that even going to come close to, to covering your legal bills? It does not, but it's, uh, you know, it's about time to put an end to this. We've been litigating now for a year and a half or so. The states have taken five, six, seven depositions, including Attorney General Sean Reyes, and it's, it's just time to resolve it, appreciate that we can do that. No, it, it's disappointing because I believe I, and certainly John, were entitled to the full amount under the law, but um, it's good to just be done with that part of it and move on. 
the effect that this has had, uh, I talked with John about this on him, on the family, on his his uh, reputation, and on his ability to make a living. Bring us up to date on, on where you are right now on those things. Well, I still have an awful lot of debt. The biggest biggest debt hanging over us was almost a million dollars in attorney's fees that um, is, is basically now going to be taken care of. Now, my attorneys had to, you know, eat four or five hundred thousand dollars themselves a compromise uh and what's what kind of sad is i i was able to put in one hundred eighty thousand dollars that's only because we were able to cash in early my at retirement so not only do i have the you know all this on me still um through the internet and everything else um i i'm not i'm only getting a third of that back um and that won't cover all the bills we still owe because for some time you can imagine as an attorney uh, facing felony criminal charges, it was very difficult to, to find legal work. And so we lived off credit cards for a while. But but that's all. You know, it's coming around. A lot of great people out there who, who believe in me, and I've got a lot of clients, and I'm doing federal, state, local cases, criminal, civil. I've got a nationwide case. I've argued in that at circuit. In fact, I've got an argument for the state of Utah coming up on December 4th in uh, Atlanta in 11th Circuit. Just wrote a big, long letter to Attorney General Barr on another matter. So I'm busy, Doug, and uh, things are looking up. As far you know, I, I remember when all of this was coming down and some of the uh, the raids on the on the houses were occurring and uh, just how traumatic that was for especially the kids that were in your home at the time. You weren't there when that uh, that came down. And how's the family doing? We know that the family pulled together pretty strong during all of that. My my daughter um, still suffers from PTSD quite severely. She does therapy for it. Um, we are, you know, still seeking compensation through a federal lawsuit, a civil rights lawsuit against the, fed, the federal government, against Salt Lake County, the district attorney, Sam Gill, an agent in the state of Utah who um, we allege and can show, I believe, falsified search warrant affidavits, et cetera. So we're not, and believe me, it's not all about anything like retribution or revenge. It's just, one, to compensate. And um, two, to hold people accountable. We tried to have them held accountable by filing complaints with with uh, IG and the FBI and the Department of Justice and the state of Utah, Department of uh, Public Safety, and just never went anywhere. So I think the only way you hold people accountable is by going through this type of action. And it's, sadly, it takes many years to go through the federal court system. What are you anticipating on this? Uh, it's for a sizable amount of money, and uh, it's been some time since you filed this lawsuit. What What's the prognosis? Well, it's still in uh, the, the motion stage. Uh, of course, it's standard for everybody to file a motion to dismiss, and that, that was filed. We've argued that Judge Waddup said he was very concerned about these allegations, if they're true, about the, what the government did, both federal and local. Uh, and so gave me additional time to file additional briefing, pointing out all the uh, errors and omissions, the, the lies in the search warrant affidavits. And so we're still processing that. But uh, hopefully once we get past that stage and we can move forward with discovery, it'll go a little bit faster. Mark, uh, we, yeah, please go ahead. We're going to settlement at any time with, with the federal government and the, and the local agencies involved. Uh, in, in our various conversations on the air and and off the air, uh, you have indicated to me that you've been working on books and so on. It, it sounds like uh, the the legal side has has really picked up. But what about the books? And uh, is that still in the works? 
Well, it, it is on paper and on draft form. Um, I talked to Rick Van Wagner, my amazing defense attorney all the time, and he, he got, I mean, we, he's assembled all the timelines and information, spoken a lot with, with Troy Rawlings, frankly. The three of us have done presentations at law schools uh, on this whole incident, in particular, a lot that people aren't hearing. That's from Troy Rawlings on the involvement of the federal government behind the scenes as one of the real driving forces on this prosecution. and involves uh, names that people have heard of, like Comey and others. So that's uh, that's all something I think will be added to the book, and we just uh, need to find time to crank it out. You know, you, you mentioned Troy Rawlings, and I've had the chance to have some uh, uh, private conversations with him, and holy cow, some of the things that he and I have talked about, and, you know, he will will have the opportunity or can avail himself of the opportunity any time to, to chat about that. But, oh, my goodness, this is your former prosecutor. This is the guy that was was on the docket to basically, you know, prosecute you. And where he is right now, uh, at least in the conversations I've had with him, is is quite startling, remarkable, and honestly, there's some shocking parts of this as well. Absolutely shocking. That's some of the things involving the Department of Justice and the Obama administration, and they were here behind the scenes. Even though they declined to prosecute John Swallow and myself, they stayed involved uh, pulling strings and telling actions, uh, trying to tell um, Troy and Sam Gill what they should and couldn't do, even though they were out of it. So, yeah, pretty interesting, and that was all involving Harry Reid and protecting him, because I, I, in effect, was a whistleblower, speaking of whistleblowers these days. Um, so that story will be told, and Troy talks about it. Uh, my, my biggest praise is to him as a prosecutor. It's the kind of prosecutor that I think we need more of in this country, and that is they are absolutely dedicated to seeking justice, not just seeking convictions. And that's the kind of man he is, and when he realized that uh, he'd been lied to by the agents and that these, these facts weren't true and been manipulated by the federal government, you did the right thing, and that dismissed the case. Mark, we unfortunately are out of time. I so appreciate you joining us today. And just here at the end of our conversation, just just a couple of minutes, what, what would you like the folks to know? You've had a long legacy in uh, Utah, in elective office, in public service, and so on. What, what do you want the folks to know? <laughs> I just want to say thank you. You know, I get emotional because... When you're facing all this, all the people that were close to you, the other elected officials, uh, legislators, lobbyists, people who are given campaign kind of, they all, you know, ran for the hills. Not all of you. Doug, you were a journalist and you say neutral like you were supposed to do, but you always are one who said innocent until proven guilty and we appreciate that. But what really kept me going were just everyday people, literally three, four, five times a week on the street, at a grocery store, at the Real Salt Lake game saying, hey, you're Mark Shirtless, we support you. This. Thank you for your service. To this day, I drove through a Burger King the other day. It's been six years since I left office, Doug, and the young young guy at the window said, so are you the anchorman or the weatherman? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, that's not me. And then, well, who are you? And I told him, he goes, oh, yeah, well, listen, thank you so much for your service. And we never believed that stuff. And he just, that's, that's what good Utah people are all about, just common folk. And that's who I wanted to serve. And felt like I did a good job doing it, and I appreciate that that support. It's, it, it keeps me going every day, wanting to do more and wanting to do. Mark, I really appreciate you joining us today. We'll look forward to uh, an opportunity soon to chat. Great. Pleasure to be back. Thank you. Thank you so much, our former attorney.
our former attorney, I turned my own microphone off. <laughs> Shows you how long it's been since I've been behind the board. Gustavo's in there laughing at me because I'm always teasing him. But our former attorney general, Mark Shirtliff, joining us here at KSL News Radio on Inside Sources. Let's take a brief break and we will come right back. And we are going to be chatting with Lanny Eggerson who is the uh, the Salt Lake Housing and Neighborhood Development. She is with them. And uh, we're going to talk about the affordable housing event today and where we stand with affordable housing. Stay with us on Inside Sources.